0: Hello everyone and welcome to the University of Law podcast. I'm Amy Weir, a future pupil due to start pupillage at Exchange Chambers in March. Today I'm very pleased to be joined by Sophie Stevens to discuss the University of Law's conversion course, and um, particularly the MA Law Conversion Course and the PGDL. Hello Sophie, how are you? I'm good, thank you Amy, how are you? Not too bad, thank you. Um, So I think it would be good to start um, from the very beginning. So what degree did you do prior
1: to converting to law? So I had a pretty strange um, route to the bar. Well, I feel it was a bit strange, but it actually doesn't feel like that much anymore. Um, I actually did a um, drama and applied theatre degree for a year to start at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama in London. Um, obviously with a view to theatrics um, and did that for a year and then moved from that into a BA history degree at the University of Southampton which I did for the full three years um, and um, after that, obviously, I applied to University of Law for the MA Law Conversion Course, so the, which is, in essence, the PGDL with the extra element um, that also gives you the level seven qualification for the MA. So why is it
0: that you decided, having done a history degree, to then convert to law?
1: I think it was a mixture of things. I mean, I definitely didn't know when I started the history degree that I wanted to do law. Um, I knew that I I liked theatre, obviously, and I knew that I liked Mm -hmm. academics. So I guess I chose history with a view to I like that academically. And that will give me the written platform to do um, something that will incorporate both um, a bit of theatre and a bit of um, academic Challenge, and I think that's what sort of led me in the end to law. Um, I started exploring the role of a barrister sort of at the end of uh, the first year on the drama degree and wasn't fully convinced that I could sort of do it at that point in time. And then once I sort of built up the skills and realized I could, you know, do the academic side of things on the history degree and I researched it a bit more, um, I realized that. Perhaps being a criminal barrister was was a good option, which would incorporate a bit of act, well, acting, um, hmm. theatre. <laughs> you know what I mean by that, even though that's quite a stereotype. I think in some ways, but it had that element of of, of the performance, and it, and it also would challenge me academically. And then I and I obviously researched online how I would do that, and um, explored the options of doing the conversion course.
0: So would you say it's a more gradual process, kind of um, as you move through the theatre and
1: then through the degree, it's a gradual process? Yeah, I definitely, I think there's a lot of people, to be honest, that that when they study law at undergraduate, they sort of have that, I want to be a solicitor or a barrister, Mm. um, or I want to be a lawyer. I'm not saying that everyone does that. A lot of people come to the end of their law degree and I'm sure they go, no, actually, I'm going to do something else. But I never thought I could be a barrister to be quite honest. Um, And it was definitely a gradual process of exploring what was necessary, what I needed to do. And obviously, the conversion course was a a portion of that that was necessary in order to then move on to the bar course or the SQE should you want to be a solicitor. So, um, it it was a fluid process of figuring things out. Hmm. And you mentioned kind of the
0: theatrics of the bar. Um, But did you ever consider becoming a solicitor or once you started thinking about law was that always in the barrister direction
1: I did um I I, it was all I think truthfully I did consider it because it was a good way to learn that I definitely wanted to do the barrister side of things so Mm. I did a um short stint placement in like a little local law firm shadowing a solicitor for a couple of days when I was doing my history degree um to figure out what his daily life was like. And then I did um, a mini pupillage to counteract that and see what a barrister's daily life was like. And it cemented my view that I I wanted to do the bar rather than um, the solicitor's profession. But I think it's really important to explore both because obviously then when you move on, to you don't have to decide before you move on to the the PGDL or MA law conversion um, unless you want to, because that will give you the platform to do either of the professions at the end of it.
0: And why is it that once you decided you wanted to do the MA law conversion, why did you choose the university law?
1: Um, so uh, interestingly, it was mainly because they were really friendly um, I went to an open day and I'll never forget it um, because everyone was really lovely at the Guildford campus. And um, at that time, it was it was the welcomingness of the people, the knowledge that they provided me with. I also knew um, from experience with um shadowing the solicitors uh well the solicitor and the barristers that i had done minis with a lot of them had been to to the university of law in its old form um under its old name and and they sort of said they had a a good experience there and i you know i definitely researched quite heavily online the structure of of the course as well um which i quite liked which was that i would be studying i think it was four in the first the first portion and then three in the second or or one way round or the other and I liked that they sort of split the modules in that way so you were you were juggling enough to challenge yourself but you were Mm -hmm. also given the time to not do all seven in once um, or at once I should say so um, I liked that structure I really liked the um, manuals that they provided us for each of the modules that you know were accessible online um and sort of talked you through each unit and you would work through each week um and that was all of the things they discussed with me at the open open morning um and everyone was just really friendly the teaching staff were really friendly and I just felt it was a place that I would feel um included um and would fit
0: um and a few people that I spoke to about kind of who are considering doing a conversion course have been concerned about the move from non-legal studies to legal studies particularly given the course is only a year because kind of essentially cramming a law degree into a year how did you personally find that transition from legal studies having come from a non-law background
1: i found it all right i I think to this day i I always say not that the bpc wasn't great too but i always say out of my legal studies my my favorite year was definitely the um conversion year um because it 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 was a variety of things which my brain quite quite likes. I, I'm neurodivergent um, with dyslexia, so I quite like to have a variety of things going on, and and I can't tend, I don't tend to cope well when it's just one thing all the time, and I, uh, and obviously with history. It was a bit more one thing all at the time. We were doing a few different things, but you weren't sort of one minute in talking about assault um, uh, and ABH and the next minute talking about equity and trusts, um, which is what you're doing on the conversion course. And I think um, I was able to cope with that quite well because I I enjoyed that variety. Obviously, there's different difficulties in that you are learning a whole new type of uh, language in some sense you know there's terms such as you know abh and things like that and you but you get to get grips of it quite quickly and the teachers break it down really well in that they build you each module sort of gets harder as it goes through you don't start with the most difficult portion of that topic so they give you time to understand things and then they work you through it um so I, I really found it was quite a nice transition and obviously, mm-hmm. with the MA element as well that I did, Amy, um, you you had to do a bit more writing, like heavier essays in the in the in the examinations, um, and and things like that. And obviously, I cope with that really well because my history degree was all long essay writing and essay style examination. So. Um, I didn't find that a problem at all. Um, I, I definitely would say to people, obviously you are nervous coming into it thinking, Oh, I'm doing law now having never touched it before and it's gonna be a lot, but but it's it's completely doable. Um and if and if you've done an undergraduate in another subject, it gives you the skills and tools that you need in order to succeed on a conversion course anyway.
0: Yeah, I would completely agree with that. Um, so, I did the PGDL and also enjoyed the transition. Um, I think it's kind of interesting what you said about history and, and that essay writing helped you then with the law conversion. And I think that can be said, like you touched on, Sophie, with other degrees. So, for example, I did um, politics and economics. Yeah. And the quite logical, mathematical side of economics, I also found helpful because of the kind of logical nature of working through legal problems. But then also the kind of essay style of politics also helped for the just general writing and arguments. So I do think that regardless of what degree you do, it's a conversion course for a reason because it's expected to kind of be bringing in different skills from that. And so the leap doesn't feel as big as you might expect.
1: For sure. You also get that benefit in class. I don't know if you found that as well, because obviously you're in a class with lots of people all having studied completely different things. I mean, I had a scientist, you know, someone who had done chemistry in my class, which couldn't be further from um, history. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, they brought different thoughts to the table in class as well, which would help your learning and your development. And, you know, all those skills and, and all those people went on to do amazing things as far as, as, far as I'm aware now. So um, it it definitely shows that what you end up doing with law anyway, being either a solicitor or barrister, the, the more um, different your background is, uh, the more that can actually be a benefit in some ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's quite nice being in a class with people that have done those different things just from as well as a learning point, but also just a social point. It's quite nice. Absolutely. And um, so you've touched on this a bit already, Sophie, but how did the MA Law Conversion prepare you for your future studies on the bar practice course and your current career?
1: So, The bar practice course, very, very straight up, um, straight to the point with me. It is very different to the conversion course. um, And there is um, a very different, it's a different structure, it's different skills. But the conversion course gives you those core skills. those core elements that you need to take into the bar practice course and into your daily practice in order to be able to do the job that you eventually do. The core modules you do on the PGDL or MA law conversion are the same principles that you will then apply at the basic level uh, at the start of your career as a criminal barrister so i have to talk about crime because crime is the area i practice in um, so i can't speak for the other areas but obviously i'm sure there'd be someone who would tell you exactly the same about wills or trusts but those core principles come up every single day in practice there's not there's not really a month that goes by where i haven't spoken to someone who may be charged with um, a basic level assault um, especially at the junior end of of practice and so those things I learned in the classroom about that and how that works um, in the conversion course obviously still goes into my practice to this day because without that beginning knowledge I wouldn't have then been able to have built on that in the BPC um, at, at the bar practice course to then use and apply those skills in daily practice so it it is part of a bigger process it's you have to give it time and thought because eventually it will it it feeds you into the skills that you're going to need every single day um i'm not sure if that answers the question but i think i got close
0: (laughs) no absolutely i mean it's all it's completely relevant isn't it? i think it's the point like it, it also gives you a broad um You do a variety of areas of law, so not only would you have done crime, you would have done other things like you touched on, for example, equity interests and wills and things like that. So it also helps give you a taste for what you might want to end up going into
1: absolutely and and just to touch on that because you've mentioned um equity and trust and things like that you know in in, i never thought i would need sort of to know about terms in equity and trusts and things like that ever again after i did the conversion course and that's categorically not true because in crime we deal with um enforcement hearings and things like that with uh, under 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 pocker and and things like that so you still other areas of law still bleed into your area of practice and i'm sure that cross applies throughout all areas of the profession and again you've touched on this
0: sophie um, and kind of about when it is you decided you wanted to be a barrister but did you know when you commenced your conversion course at the bar was the route for you or were you still kind of deliberating um about whether you're going to go the barrister route the solicitor route at that point
1: So I knew um, when I went on the conversion course, um, and I think in some ways that was to my benefit because I was able to utilise a lot lot of the University of Law's employability team and the support I had within the campus who did moots and things like that. So um, because I knew that I wanted to be a barrister, I really tried to get ahead of the game and start the process of of trying to get to the bar um, at that point. So I did things like the, the campus moot. Um, I did more mini pupillages. I actually even applied for pupillage during that year and had the support of the two bar representatives that were for my campus. And they helped me with the applications that I did choose to put forward um, and things like that. So it, it was really beneficial for me to sort of know at that stage and obviously then came the scholarship applications for the Inns of court and you law was able to help me the university of law sorry was able to help me with that as well so they were yeah, it it was. I found it was it was good to make that choice at that point. I'm not saying that's what everyone has to do. If if you want, if you're not sure, then you're not sure, and that's also completely fine, because there's lots of options that present themselves to you as you go through that conversion year. Um, but I would say if if you are not sure. Do as much as you can alongside the conversion course. Do do a moot, even if you know you're thinking, I want to be maybe a solicitor. That's still advocacy experience, and lots of solicitors do advocacy in the magistrates court and get their higher rights later on as well. So that experience can still help you. Um, but I would say the conversion year is is a year for experimenting because you may have not you well, you have not come from a law background, so a lot of it is a lot of firsts, and why not just take as many of those opportunities and do a first for everything in that year and, and test the waters
0: yeah i completely agree so i also knew that i wanted to go the bar route when i did the G, uh, gdl now the pgdl um, and as you say Sophie, and i think particularly because the bar course is so intense mm-hmm. that it's a really good year to try and get things like meeting get things like any mini pupillages you still might need to get for when it comes to pupillage application time um, but even if you're not sure, um, as Sophie said, I still think do these things because say you do do a meet and um, that might help you decide that if the bar is for you. So not only will it help ensure you have a really good CV to go to the bar, it will also help you in your decision making. Because if you enjoy that meet, you might think, OK, advocacy is the is the route for me. Um, so absolutely try and get involved in things, even on your GDL. And particularly, I mean, in my case, I don't know about you Sophie but I didn't do much legal experience at
1: university yeah. um, so I had to try and cram in quite a lot on my yeah. conversion course yeah I had never done a moot before so that was definitely on the priority list um, something I realised I needed to do uh, before moving on to the bar course I think I, as I said I did a solicitor's shadowing for a couple of days and, and I think one mini pupillage um, in my history degree so I definitely tried to get a few, more, a few bits more
0: Um, And you spoke earlier about kind of the gradual um, decision that you came to to do the MA law conversion and take the Bari. Was there anything in particular that was maybe really inspired you um, to then to take this career path? Was it maybe a mini pupillage um, or or was it just that kind of gradual process that you mentioned earlier?
1: Yeah, that's a really tough question. Um, It's probably what I should know the answer to because it's probably something that i got asked maybe multiple times in a pubic yeah. <laughs> had, a, had, a, had a lovely answer then but I do think it was a gradual process for me I definitely don't think I felt I you know as I said before I didn't have a lot of faith that I could do this job I wasn't particularly intelligent at school I wasn't top of the class or anything like that so it was a sort of journey of self-discovery of realizing actually I think this is really for me and I really can do this and I and I hope to be able to inspire others I definitely think as well I had the you know the thoughts of being dyslexic and whether I could do it because of that and I think when I when I realized that actually that was one of the many powers I have and something different I could bring, it, it clicked for me. But I, I don't think there was one moment where I thought, Wow, this is for me. Um, I, I didn't sort of have the light bulb moment. It's you know, you know, they joke yes. about wedding dress shopping and they say you go and hunt for <laughs> something like that and you put it on and you just know. Um yes. it wasn't that sort of moment for me ever. It was definitely just a journey of exploration and self discovery. Um, And building confidence, because not everyone always comes to this profession with a bundle of confidence, thinking they're going to be incredible. Um, And I think there's some sort of there's something quite nice about that as well. Um, So that that was definitely more more it for me.
0: And moving back to when you then applied for the bar course and um, so you mentioned the court scholarship and then applying yes. for the bar course and um, did you or how did you prepare for the bar practice selection event and is there any advice that you'd give students who are going to be attending one? Yeah so
1: the bar practice course selection event for me was in person. Um, I believe they're now run online um, but it's the same format as far as I'm aware and in essence, um, the thing I did was I, I practiced some advocacy before I went. So I did some, you know, I've just researched different things such as bail applications and plea mitigations. There's some, there's usually some good resources somewhere online. Um, I, from what I remember, you get given a, a plea mitigation and. Um, That's what you have to deliver. So it's a good idea to make sure that you look that up online um, and make sure you have an idea of what that is before you come to the selection event. I think the main thing to remember is everything at the bar is, is there to see you do well rather than to hinder you they want to see your potential rather than a finished product and it's really important that you go in sort of with an open mind as to that that you're not probably going to be perfect Um, and that's absolutely okay because the idea is it's there to select the people that have the potential to be barristers rather than people who are already barristers Um, and you don't need to be perfect in order to show that potential. So uh, my advice is to look up some 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 plea mitigations and bail applications because um, you never know. Um, and that's also really helpful for pupillage, especially with a view to crime. Um, but definitely have a look at that and um, practice if you can just spe- speaking and things like that, getting your speech at a good pace, getting uh, really clear concise answers try to take the ums out i still struggle with that now but anything that you can do helps there's also a question portion of this of the selection events and um they'll ask you some questions but again they're not there to, to to slip you up i think it's really important to keep up to date with current affairs so anything that's going on in the world that has a legal tinge to it try and keep up on that twitter can be or x as it's now called i I think um can be a great source of that information and and yeah just just don't over prep try not to take it too seriously although it is important um they are nice people at the university of law uh, and they want to see you succeed um and and it is there just to see your potential
0: Absolutely. I didn't know what a plea mitigation was when it came to my selection event. (laughs) And so absolutely looking for potential as opposed to the finished article. I think that's a really important point. So you've already given some great advice, Sophie, but is there anything else you want to add about general or specific advice for non-law graduates that are interested in qualifying as a barrister? Uh, I
1: think probably to take every day as it comes it's quite easy to get overwhelmed with the whole legal process and and see a lot a lot of things that you really don't understand to start with I mean I had no idea what a mini pupillage was all I knew was that I probably needed a couple of them in order to make an application later for something called pupillage which again I didn't really know what it was Um, but somehow I sort of Got myself through the process, and uh, you know I didn't have a huge amount of support until I went to the University of Law, who's who sort of understood everything, um, because I was on a history degree where everyone who my pastoral support was, um, obviously didn't do law. So you kind of come at it at an angle where where you are, um, you are somewhat alone on a little expedition, um, wandering through the woods and trying to find your way through. But what I would say is to that is that's one bit of advice I probably didn't I would give myself now is that there's there's a lot of resources out there that I really didn't know of. And, and, you know, listening to this podcast, hopefully some people have found this even a source of of something. But do do research, do look online, do go on LinkedIn, do see um, the different things that are being run that that are a source of information that can help make that process feel less overwhelming and less like you are wandering in the woods on your own in the dark. Because now, I think more than ever, there is a real um, thrust of encouragement to try and get people into the legal professions. And I think, you know, you can you can really benefit from that. Great. That's really useful advice. Thank you, Sophie. Um, and thank you very much for joining us on
0: the University of Law podcast. It's been really interesting and really useful for people considering Um, doing a conversion course. If there's anybody that's listening, interested um, in finding out more, there's more information on our website or we can contact our admissions team. Thank you very much for listening and please do tune in again soon.